0: Brian Stanton here with AACEP Frontline, joined today by Dr. Brian Levine, and uh, if you've been with us before, um, I think actually the last time we recorded face-to-face was in San Diego uh, up there with this little nugget that just came in my mail this week, and so I I figured it was a sign uh, that that's what we had to talk about. It's the Emra Antibiotic Guide, one of my favorite sources. I use the app version, by the way. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, to use—the uh, 20th edition. Uh, you don't look that old, Brian. Um, this the 20th edition of the guide, and um, it's one of the best resources. And this is a little bit of a teaser because right now the book, as of when we record this and when it's released, it is only available to the Emra alumni, um, and so which I am one. And uh, here, within a week or two, depending on when you release it, I mean, when you listen to this, it will be available uh, via the normal channels, the app, the mobile EM, um, Amazon, and it is, as I am told, in the next mailing to the students and residents out there. So don't you worry, you've not been forgotten. There's just so many of you, We've got they've got to pack them all up and, and get them out to you. So it's coming, uh, so get excited about it. Uh, this is a, a great resource if you are tech savvy. Uh, the mobile EM app is fantastic because we, you know, we've got uh, in there all the types of apps, uh, but this is hands down the one I use the most. In fact, the one I used multiple times last night. So Dr. Levine, uh, give us a little uh, background. Welcome back to the podcast, by the way, and, and give us a little background and, and what's going on with you. What's happened since the uh, since we haven't talked during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, so uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks. Um, I love doing this stuff. And this is really a labor of love. And I haven't done all 20 editions. Actually, I've done the last I would say five editions. So they come out every other year. So it's a, you know, a two year process to do this. So You know, you think about it. You're right. I've done it the past 10 years and I'm only 20 years old. So I started at age 10, but um, it's the 20th edition. So this is a big deal for us and we're excited for it. And we try to tweak them ever slightly. Each one, one, as new guidelines come out, we hop on those things immediately. If you've noticed over the past two to three years, we've updated the app immediately when new IESA guidelines or others come out. And so we are about as fast as you possibly can to keep things up to date. And as opposed to 10 years ago, you got a book, it was pretty out of date. When by the time you received it, now we are on target and within minutes or days, really, you will have the updated guidelines. The book, unfortunately, as you know, it's physical, so you'll keep that thing and people still have them from 10 years ago. And I know people still keep the apps that are. 5, 10 years old, but some of those don't really update as well. So updating the app is probably the smartest thing you could do to keep up to date. So we're excited. This 20th edition is really, we're going to ramp up and sort of uh, have some fun with it during sub San Francisco this year.
0: And with the subscription to the Mobile EM, I assume that we are going to continue to update to the most recent version like we do with everything on our Macintosh computers that give us a new background scenery of some sort of mountain or thing that I don't want to climb, correct?
1: That's exactly right. We're actually going to change the cover. You see the new cover, which is really cool this year. Um, it's the previous covers from the past 20 editions, all sort of wrapping those individual, uh, pills on the front. So that took a while to do with our, uh, artists and, um, it came out really great, so that will be updated in Mobile EM this week as well. So, and anytime you're in Mobile EM now, you'll have the latest, you know, physical information. So that's perfect, anyway. So everything's behind the scenes, and it it really works out well.
0: So uh, one week to update the app, and a hundred and three weeks to get the cool graphic on the front of the page. Got it. So give us a give us a little uh, background. The, one of my favorite things about the design is you know, what we've seen before when we look at a lot of resources, medication treatment-based resources, you get the medications, dosing indications, pathogen, those types of things, but you don't get the rest of the picture, the other things that go into this and recommendations. An example being uh, the discussion on uh, abscesses and even referencing the incision and drainage as the primary uh, management and then uh, antibiotic sources. Give us a, a little idea of how do you balance that medication recommendations, and then as well as the supportive recommendations that you may have, such as spinal epidural abscess, that MRI, MRA is the recommended uh, evaluation tool of choice. Yeah, you know,
1: we didn't want this to just be epidural abscess. Here's the antibiotic, move on. We want to give some background, support it with consensus, but more literature and the best data we could find. So... There is a fine line between making these pearls and trying to set up the chapter as opposed to it being strictly like a Sanford guy, which is just here's the organism, here's the antibiotic. We want that background and we want you to understand, you the reader, the clinician, the student, to understand, you know, that there is some art to this and stewardship is a role along with, you know, surrounding materials that provide the foundation for you to understand the disease state and become a better clinician as opposed to just looking things up.
0: And looking at page 63 in specific, um, this is one of the situations where it is, was my first rule of emergency medicine working in the inner city emergency department where if somebody tells you they can treat an abscess without draining it, you smack them in the mouth. Um, the cellulitis and abscess uh, under choosing wisely right in the middle of page, IND is treatment of choice data on antibiotic use is controversial. Um, and, you know, understanding that, that is the prior treatment and then even um, under the pearls. And that's what I like. I love the, love the breakdown uh, of the typical organisms, treatments, outpatient, inpatient. Um, but then under the pearls, first thing is there's no evidence to support the practice of giving one dose of IV antibiotics prior to course of outpatient oral antibiotics. And that's what we see a ton there's a lot of people getting sent in because they said, oh, it's a big red infection. I've got to have IV antibiotics because they they work better. And if you listen to the podcast about six months ago, we actually talked about some of the bioavailability uh, discussions of oral antibiotics versus IV antibiotics, as well as oral versus IV um, uh, steroids with very little difference in those. Uh, break down some of those things, those, those pearls, and, and how do you How do you continually keep those up to date? Because as you mentioned, you're you're updating them as new recommendations come out. Um, How do you decide what goes in? Because it is still very limited. I mean, this still is pocket-sized, something that'll fit into your white coat if you own one. I don't. Uh, I guess you have a scrub pocket. Uh, Some of mine have gotten ripped off during COVID. But uh, how do you decide what's the the high-impact data that you put in versus a typical textbook that may be uh, something that you could use to chalk a tire?
1: Yeah, I love that because the way we design our pearls are based on sort of the group of us getting together and thinking about the controversies and what goes through an emergency physician's head when they're making the decision to treat and or care for a patient with disease state. You bring up a great point about IND, and we noticed when we were talking with our editors, which deserve a ton of credit because they're smarter than I am. And I mean, we have some great ID pharmacists and emergency residents and faculty to help design this. It's an interesting process, which we could talk about. And you and I have done at Nauseum about how we design and craft this book over a one year period. But when we get to the final editing stage, we talk about the controversies. And one thing that there were two decent sized trials and articles that came out over the past six months this is like 2021 stuff, so up to date, that one really said you should use antibiotics regardless because there was a decreased return rate and, um, and, in- and decrease in morbidity. But And then there was another that said antibiotics really didn't do much. So it's hard to say. And, you know, patient populations and the way these analyses are done, it's hard to make a true conclusion. And that's controversial. And that's sort of what goes through everybody's head do you need antibiotics? And what kind should they be? IVPO, et cetera. And people talk about that stuff and what do you do on a daily basis? So we think about that stuff and we, you know, we craft this through our everyday um, shifts. And I think that's how we bring this to the editing table and what came across. A lot of people wanted to, you know, we get to the, you know, the inB phase of doing our antibiotics important. And obviously we wanted to emphasize the key points that, The incision and drainage is most important. And antibiotics are really controversial because we've had two pretty decent trials over the past year that had conflicting results. So that's why we put those kind of you know statements in there. I think that's what goes through your head as a clinician when you see a patient with this. Do I need antibiotics? Is it really necessary as opposed to pulling the trigger and doing things by that's the way we've always done it, and I think that's what makes this book unique.
0: Does it happen to address at any point the the fact that the emergency department is apparently the only place? Uh, very few communities that stocks the appropriate blade for opening abscesses. All the others just must send them in to us. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. A, <laughs> when, it especially it with, a, it with a, these a,
1: <laughs> urgent care centers popping up left and right, um, a lot of them just sort of funnel them right to us because they just sort of. They're not emergency physicians a lot of the times, and we're glad to take them. But you're right; we are the the, the safety net for the for the
0: universe. MRSA Center of Excellence, um, and and that's what it, and, and that is with this evolution, and I think that's an important mentioning emergency physicians, and, and with this guide being designed, driven, updated, written by emergency physicians uh, in that style that we think and lay things out. That's one thing I really like about it. it's very. It's very simple, broken down, appropriate amount of words it needs for each little thing, but not a lot of extraneous talking about things. Uh, why is it important from this standpoint with this, as opposed to some other versions of uh, drug and treatment references, important with the way the emergency department flows?
1: You know, we think differently. I think you bring up a good point. This is done by emergency physicians for emergency physicians, because we have a different frame of mind. We The old school of treat and treat or uh, treat and consult is different now. We're thinking and we are weary of resistance and we're more savvy than ever before. But we do have consultants outside of emergency medicine that help, but they don't totally understand the way we interact and the way we sort of operate. So I will say our emergency PAs are really savvy at this as well. So we use their advice and then using emergency uh, pharmacists and critical care pharmacists with ID expertise uh, to sort of mold into the emergency medicine way of thinking, which is sort of having a little bit of expertise from all specialties. And I think that's what makes this book unique, whereas other references are sort of written from uh, having other specialties tell us what to do when they don't really understand our environment. So I think that's why when you say this is sort of succinct and and so easy to use because it's written the way you think and i think that's very cool
0: well and that is as well as most references are just a a file uh, you know a the big file compartment for something to just to put a lot of information a lot of great data but this is more like having somebody who's got a little bit more in terms of the uh antimicrobial experience kind of sitting over your shoulder like an ed pharmacist sitting over your shoulder saying hey yeah in this situation do this, do that, don't do this. And that's really one of the more important aspects of the reference is it's not just what to do, a lot of cases it is what not to do. And give us a little bit of insight into when do you decide there is something that you need to physically point out that says you don't need to do this. This is not part of the management and treatment just like the one we referenced with IV antibiotics for the treatment of abscesses?
1: I I was just thinking the same thing. There are plastic surgeons at our place that still send people in for a dose of IV antibiotics. I mean, it's funny sort of seeing that now because that has been refuted in the literature for several years now. But I think the key point is we keep up with the literature probably as much as anyone, and we can put that into practice immediately as opposed to waiting three or five years to change practice patterns. So It's interesting when you do a normal shift, you can ask yourself probably several times, why are we doing this? And is there data to support this? And I think we do the work for you. We're scanning the literature. We have multiple folks from a variety of areas sort of looking at the current literature and and trying to help with references. But I think the controversies come in every day about why and what, and is there really data to support it? And I think we take some of that away. We allow you guys to sort of look through this book and see that these things are really updated rapidly and um, find trying to figure out what is controversial. So it's really, that's part of the fun in this is how do we craft those pearls and create a guide that on a daily basis, you it can take some of that, uh, you know, you don't have time to scan the literature like we do. So I think that's sort of, uh, people are looking for that this day and it works because of that.
0: One of the things, you you guys clearly have uh, your nice suits, the business attire, uh, when writing in, in the way that's put together, but you also have a little bit of business casual um, where you're dropping in uh, little nuggets. And that was one thing that I've always loved. And in fact, already on social media, even though uh, only the, uh, Emra alumni right now have this book, and mine came this week. But I'm already seeing on social media posts associated with exactly where you are right now uh, in Delaware, where the president of the United States is located. I can't remember which sec- section it's in where I saw it, but it mentions that the POTUS is, is the current POTUS is from Delaware. But the one that I'm looking at right now um, is is really talking about uh, the fact where oh it is on page ninety. In 2021, Canada was forced to activate its crisis strategy for combating an emergency shortage of maple syrup. And those are some of the little nuggets that you find that give you a little bit of a laugh that that um, are, are cool little facts or little... Some are jokes, some are just little references. Um, one on 75 that I found, rabbit, uh, rabbits can give birth up to 14 babies called kittens in a single litter, and that has to do with the tularemia reference. And it really hasn't to do anything, but it's a little fact that you're in there and gives you a little laugh, a little levity during your shift. Uh, How many of those roughly are in there? And then two, what's the process that you're like, you know, let's slide a little zinger in here.
1: That's so funny. I mean, I will say we've been slipping these in for many editions and... When we first started doing them many years ago, I would get an occasional email of, hey, that's funny. Um, But we thought we wanted to just take some of the drab away from a standard book and add something either humorous or creative, et cetera. One thing about, you know, we're in Delaware, so we're proud to have the president of the United States. So I threw that in there. So there's nothing political. It's really about having fun and being proud that the president is from our little state, you know, of a million people, which I thought was really cool. And having that in there, I think people laugh at that. And over the past, I would say two or three editions, people started putting them on Twitter and giving them away. That's why you're giving my secrets away, Ryan. I don't want the world to, you know, find every single one. So I will tell you, there are a handful of uh, cute little lines in there. Some are pretty funny, some are just sort of standard stuff, but we wanted to break up the monotony. And I will say most people don't even recognize them, but I know there are a group of people, our residents, as soon as they get the book, their goal is to try and find them. And uh, they're hidden there in the pearls and there's several. And there's several more uh, than the ones that you, you reference those to. But um, I think it just, it, it, you know, life is too short to worry about little things. And we are not political. We're having fun and enjoying it. And I, and I think people appreciate that.
0: Can you put in there uh, on the next edition, because uh, he, he will still be uh, president at that point. Uh, I assume, I guess we will. Yes, we'll still be within the first four years. Um, would be that, uh, that Delaware currently possesses more active US presidents than it does commercial airports.
1: <laughs> you're exactly right. We had an airport for about 10 minutes and then it wasn't getting enough business, so it closed down and then it reopened, then it closed again, but you're, it put us on the map. I mean, Delaware is uh, now famous, which uh, we love, but it's uh, still a small state with great beaches and a lot of fun and uh, you know, uh, we used to say, like where I went to medical school in Vermont, we used to say, Vermont's great, Shh, don't tell anybody. So same thing here.
0: Well, that's what I heard, so uh, Dr. Phil Bailey, uh, is who we were talking about during the off time. He's an emergency physician there, uh, lives near Georgetown uh, in Delaware. He's one of our physicians that travels with us for the NASCAR safety team. And, um, you know, he mentioned that the, love the beaches, that that the hurricane uh, that went up and, and hit the Northeast really has driven a lot of traffic down to Delaware. But I remember driving in, or excuse me, traveling in for the NASCAR events in Dover. You're either going into D.C., which is almost always, always associated with LAC anyway, so it works out well, or to Philadelphia, so you're flying in, or Baltimore, flying into one of those other states. So it is our first state, but it still does not have a commercial airport. So it is still one to zero with regard to presidents versus commercial airport status. That's right. So everybody in two years will be looking for that uh, little nugget fact that's got to be in there somewhere. I will be holding it to you because we guarantee we'll be interviewing you on the same on, on the same topic. So any closing thoughts? Because this is uh, once again talking with Dr. Brian Levine. Uh, Emra Antibiotic Guide updated every two years. The most current edition, the 20th edition, coming out right now. If you are a, an Emra alumni, it's it's already arrived in your mail, um, and as long as you gave everybody an accurate address, if you are a, a student or resident with an Emra member, you'll be getting it here very shortly as the numbers build up enough to get them into the mail, and then depending on when you download this podcast, the availability on mobile EM as well as on uh, uh, in, on Amazon, so you know keep an eye on it. It's a wonderful resource. It's one of my favorites. It's just a it's one of the number of available resources through the uh, EM Point of Care app, or uh, as I like to call it, Mobile EM is what the official name is. And you can look for all of those there from everything from the uh, antibiotic guide. Of course, mine right now is deciding that it is going to update everything, so apparently it may be coming across right now but looking at everything from the uh, the pressure guide to ortho guide to everything under the sun, you can get those right there. And for me, that's the easiest access point is to have them all right there on the app, on my phone at any given moment. And then we keep uh, the antibiotic guide, a couple of them sitting around in our charting area as well. Any closing thoughts, any kind of take-home messages, anything you want everybody to know right now, whether it's sort of related to the guide or the fact that uh, you are in uh, Delaware, which is a state so small, it can't even take the whole peninsula to the on. <laughs> so
1: true. You know, we're proud of, uh, to do this in Little Delaware, and Christiana Care has been a big role in this. And I will say, you know, we I reply to every email when people have criticisms or whatever, and I will get, you know, an answer. And I learn from people, and I'm not perfect either, but... There was a call for tuberculosis. We're seeing a little bit more of that. So we put that in. That's brand new. Not every little regimen, but just some pearls that are really key about TB because we're seeing a handful of patients. We, I've seen a couple this year already when I've gone years without it. And we love you know uh, your and everyone's sort of comments, which uh, we learn from, and the updated guidance, which is to the minute. And, uh, you know, I think our collaboration with pharmacy and ID, and even using outsiders, Brian Hayes is an emergency pharmacist at Harvard who helps us and loves this stuff and has his own pet peeves about antibiotic stewardship, which we think is really critical. And uh, and we just have a lot of fun with it. But I do want to mention that we did dedicate this book to um, one of our program coordinators who unfortunately passed this year. And she was so instrumental, Cheryl Mullinex and she was a blast and everybody's mom, and she's the was the program coordinator for our EMI program at Christiana, and it's amazing that Emra was so wonderful there. Representative Council honored her with a memorial resolution, uh, and Emra changed the name of the Coordinator of the Year award to include Cheryl. And you know, I, I just I I miss her sorely, and she was a big part of our lives in this book. And uh, and we wanted to dedicate it to her, and so um, you know we're just proud of this product, and I think it represents Emra, myself, Christiana Care, Delaware Emergency Medicine, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I just I'm glad that it helps, and if you can use it every day, as Andrew Sila Fisher said, it's a book you can you just can't see going a shift without, and that makes us really proud. So thank you, Ryan, for. Um, helping with this as well, and, and I'm glad it helps you every year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is one of my favorites uh, because it gives me uh, kind of the go-to now for the current antibiotic management also, but uh, sometimes when not, uh, when I can avoid it or when I can uh, downgrade. And, and uh, we're such in a push right now with our society and healthcare to hit people with everything but the kitchen sink and maybe even the kitchen sink as soon as they come in the door. Um, and then get surprised when they got C diff and feel terrible and, and can't uh, have no appetite. But you know the opportunity to actually give patients the intervention treatment medication that they need, when and where they need it, Also any other types of intervention evaluation that may take uh, place. And of course, with the dedication to Cheryl on page three, uh, and I think uh, the picture chosen was one that represents the personality. Uh, and the person uh, which i really appreciate is more about the book about who somebody is as opposed to the typical uh, the typical headshot tilt your head just a little bit of approach that we tend to see so much in healthcare i uh, talked about the uh, the app currently 15 different resources available, and you can pick and choose. You can get one or two uh, just basically a la carte, or you can get all of them on your phone, and they stay up to date as they uh, as they go. Of course, I've got the uh, EMRA Antibiotic Guide flagged as my favorite to keep it tagged up on top of the potential list and things uh, that we need to have right there. Uh, how can folks get in touch with you if they have any questions, thoughts, and uh, suggestions for Delaware-related pearls moving forward?
1: Of course. Um, Yeah, I will say Christiana is uh, great because they helped uh, the EKG guide and the ortho guide are from uh, our residency as well. And then the tox guide is from a graduate. So we're excited about these products. But anytime anyone emails me, I will get information to them. And it's just simply my first initial and last name, B. Levine at ChristianaCare.org. And um, I, I read email all the time. So I love to reply and I love to hear what uh, people say. I will say the bulk of the emails I get are my app won't open or stuff like that. But and I forward those on to Val or she gets plenty of those. But um, I, I will say kudos to Val Hunt, who is an amazing, uh, you know, sort of uh, editor, helper, uh, brains behind the operation at Emra. Emra has been so supportive and Valerie Hunt deserves a lot of kudos for that. So and um, we couldn't make this thing without her. She never sleeps and she works tirelessly. So it's I'm glad to sort of even dedicate the book to her as well. But thank you for the shout out for Cheryl as well. But uh, we will gladly communicate. And I mean, you mentioned it, antibiotic stewardship is a big deal. And we're very cognizant of minimal quinolone use, minimal clindamycin, only using the right doses. And sometimes you'll see even Clinda's off, you know, Brian Hayes is very anti-Clinda, which is really funny. So we removed a lot of the Clinda. And if we do use the dose, it's going to be appropriate. If it seems a little bit high in some areas, it's because that's, we've seen some failures, but we put the the, thing, the medicines that can create the most side effect havoc like C. diff and other things towards the bottom as well. So you look at your choices on antibiotics there. Um, we really want you to use the right antibiotic at the right time, but we give you a lot of options. So I think it's very cool because every place is different and every region is different and every antibiogram is different. So um, I think that's really important to recognize, but uh, you know, this is the labor of love and we're just excited to get it out to you guys.
0: So, you're saying that the 94 year old with a little bit of a cough, a little upper respiratory viral, should not be getting the Leviquin dosing that I see on occasion? You're exactly right. That needs, uh, you know, we got to be cognizant of
1: every patient is different. And that's the art of medicine. I think that's very cool. And, you know, just because we write a certain antibiotic and in our book, it does. We do want you to use your brain, and uh, sometimes you have to think outside the box for a variety of reasons: allergies, age, comorbidities, etc. And keep that in mind. And that's the beauty of medicine. It's not rote pick and choose and move on. These are humans you're dealing with, and we do what we love. And I, and I think that's uh, sort of what makes it exciting.
0: Yeah, the uh, I think that loud noise was the little old ladies. Uh, uh, the Achilles just wrapping up like a shade back in the day from the old, uh, from the old cartoons. Well, talking with Dr. Brian Levine, and uh, even though he stole somebody's iPad, and that's not the name that's up there on his, uh, on his Zoom, but uh, talk to Dr. Brian Levine. As always, wonderful. Can't wait. We'll gather again uh, in San Francisco here in a few minutes. Make sure that uh, you keep an eye out for your mail or get on that app here soon. And uh, download the Imra Antibiotic Guide, the newest version for 2022, coming out now. And looking forward to very much more to come, especially the references to Delaware. So thanks a lot once again uh, for joining us. And uh, we'll be in touch very soon. As for me, you can contact me at rstant at asep.org, or at EverydayMed on Twitter. Make sure that you're subscribing to every weekly podcast on whatever platform you like. I think we're on most of them. If we're not on one, let us know, and we'll work on getting it on there for you. Uh, Listen, I'm 45. There's a lot of things about the internet and interweb and social media that I don't understand anymore, so you can help me out by giving me information, and if we need to be somewhere, we will be happy to get that done. Uh, So thank you for joining us, and until next time, I'm Dr. Ryan Stanton, and this has been some ASAP Frontline. If you're not on the front lines, you're on the sidelines.